The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller-Howard. On today's show, we interview Michael Dixon Berry of Pride Northwest and Corey Castor of Gay Liberation. Pride is this weekend, so get out there. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. It is that time of year again for Pride, and I'm happy to be joined in the studio by uh, two men who are involved with Pride. Michael Dickinson Berry, who's the Vice President at Pride Northwest and the Entertainment Chairperson. Welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. And then Gay Liberation, uh, Corey Castor uh, works with Gay Liberation, which is a, a, a party within sort of the marsupial pouch of Pride Northwest. You're a separate organization, but uh, connected to Pride Northwest. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, we partnered with them for the last seven years. Okay. And I, I want to talk, I want to start just talking about Pride Northwest, and then let's talk more specifically about Gay Liberation. Um, and it's Gay Liberation, one word, by the way. Got it. So let's 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 start talking about Pride Northwest and and I, I, I'm curious what has changed. I know that's a big question, but how has Pride changed over the years? Has it become more of a celebration, less political? Has it become more political, less of a celebration? You know, it's something that really kind of ebbs and flows from celebration to activism and just kind of depending on what's happening in the political climate that year. For example, you know, a few years ago when we had marriage equality, it was a really big celebration year. Everyone came out and was so excited about progress that was made. But then with the shift of political climate when Trump was elected, definitely things kind of shifted back to much more, you know, what are we going to do and and looking more at the activism in the community and things like that so it really goes back and forth and ebbs and flows just on what's going on around our community right so last year's tagline was make america gay is that or i saw that on some of the posters uh that was gay liberation not pride oh okay yeah (laughs) um well let's let's what's what's the uh what's the the tagline for this year uh ours is go gay or go home (laughs) okay okay (laughs) And the the Pride Festivals this year is Still Here, Still Queer. Okay. So kind of hearkening back to the kind of more protest rise up days of the past. Yeah, I mean, both those taglines do have sort of an indication of, of uh, digging in the heels a bit or, or a little bit of, of bristling to them, if that's a fair way of saying it. Yeah, we've uh, just in the last couple of years started to introduce a theme. And uh, yeah, last year was Make America Gay Again. And while we don't have any specific political agenda, it's sort of fun to throw that in there as, yeah, digging your heels in and making a stand. So, so uh, Michael, talk to me a bit about Pride Northwest and what's, what's, what, is, what is the event? What are the highlights of the event? And then let's get into the more specifics of, I'm going to try to say it right, Gay Liberation. Gay Liberation, yeah. Okay. <laughs> No pause. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so Pride Northwest, we are the organization that puts on the annual Portland Pride Parade and the Pride Festival every year. Uh, we also do a number of other events throughout the year, which are kind of lesser known. So it's not just that we throw a big party every year. We do a number of other things. We do a youth holiday celebration every year for kids that don't have families for the holidays. We do other things where we feature queer local artists. We have recently teamed with Imperfect Produce to get food out into needy members of our community. So we really cover a lot of different things. But definitely our big highlight of the year is the parade and the festival. And that's in June of every year. It's a big group, about 60,000 people come down to the waterfront, and it's a chance for members of the community to come and have booths and showcase their support for the community, have great entertainers on a national and local level, and just really shine a spotlight on who our community is and what we stand for and who's there to support us. And you said 60,000 people come down. Yes. So that's like this, the entire city of Bend <laughs> dressed in, in, in rainbow flags. And yes, we're, it's not just a Portland event. People come from all around Oregon and southwest Washington. It's really incorporative of, that's why it's Pride Northwest. It's not just Portland. Do you remember your first Pride party? My first Pride party, I do, actually. Yeah, it was when I was 18. I had just moved up to Portland from Eugene and went to my first Pride parade. It was like, oh, my gosh, there's so many more people like me. I had no idea. <laughs> it was really cool, a great experience. And, Corey, what about you? Do you remember your first Pride party? I know. I was just trying to think back upon that. I mean, I definitely remember years ago down to the going down to the waterfront and enjoying that. I don't know if I remember, maybe it was back in my heavier drinking days. I don't remember um, my very first Pride now. Let, so, let me ask you then maybe a little bit more specific question. Or, I don't know if it's specific or not, but is Portland an okay city to be gay in? You and know, that, that has many levels to the question. <laughs> it definitely does. And, you know, it's we're definitely a very liberal city. And there's been a lot of discussion around, you know, kind of the disappearance of the gayborhood and, and things like that. There's not so many bars clustered together like there used to be. And there's a lot of different points of view on that. You know, one of the points of view is that in a city like Portland, when you're gay, you can go anywhere. And... And, and to some extent, that's true, but it's not 100%. And it also really depends a lot on who you are in our community. If you're, you know, a cis gay white man, you can pretty much feel comfortable anywhere you go. But as, you know, if you're a trans woman of color, that's going to be a very different experience. So it, you, we're going to see different spectrums all across our community on how that really plays into their lives. And Corey, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a different question then. Is, is Portland a good dance city? Um, I would say it has gotten better over the last few years. Um, part of the reason we had started at Gay Liberation years ago is for Pride Weekend, there wasn't even a whole lot going on in the evenings. Uh, there was the bars and stuff did their typical thing, but they didn't have like bring in big DJs or have big events or rent out different spaces, that sort of thing. Um, and now with the... Um, the up and coming, I mean, like Blow Pony and Barracuda and a lot of those monthly events, I think it's definitely gotten better, but I think there's still room for growth. And I think with all the people moving here, hopefully it'll get a lot better. Um, I know, for instance, someone just bought out Embers and is going to be renovating that space to turn it into a pretty incredible space. 
Yeah, so you, you, you somewhat opened the door, and I think we've, we've been flirting with the idea of gay liberation. Uh, t- tell me what the event is. So it is a big gay dance party. So it is the Saturday night, sort of the main event of the weekend. Last year we had over 1,300 people, and it's a fundraiser for Pride Northwest. So last year we became our own nonprofit just as the event has grown, um, and all the profits go directly through to Pride Northwest. And, and why, I mean, you, you've talked a little bit about why it started, but it also, it, it's it started seven years ago, which at that time... Uh, it started before same-sex marriage was legalized. Correct. Yeah. So it was actually started with a partner that I had at the time. And that was part of the concept was we wanted to do something to sort of celebrate relationships. But we were still sort of mid-fight to actually get all the way there. And it's evolved a lot over the years. I mean, it started the first year with 150 people at the Q Center. <laughs> and it has grown because obviously there was a lot of demand for what we were envisioning and so we really wanted to bring a big event to pride weekend and also bring to the forefront that yeah we've made a lot of progress but there's still work to do um to speak to sort of the comfort level of like being gay in portland i think one thing that's sort of interesting is if you're in portland proper i think that's really easy to do um as soon as you get into the more red areas of the state that can become much more challenging. And I think that's one thing that Pride Northwest and Gay Liberation offer is for a lot of people that come into town for that, they can experience something that they might not experience on a day-to-day basis. And, and, and you, you mentioned that there's still a lot of work to do. Can, can you uh, identify that a little bit more specifically? Well, I think it's just getting out to those more rural areas because I think we're sort of in the happy Portland bubble <laughs> that we get really used to being comfortable walking down the street and holding hands and not really thinking twice about it. But it's a comfort that a lot of people in the more rural areas don't enjoy. And so that's, I think, where the work needs to be done is um, expanding that. And of course, as time progresses, that slowly gets better. But of course, in the Trump era, then there's sort of been two steps forward and one step back fighting against, I'm sure what we've seen in the more rural areas of that resurgence of a lot of bigotry and hatred and that sort of thing that's been enabled. And, and, and at uh, the event itself, are there talks, are there speeches, are there pamphlets handed out or, or is that uh, more of a subtext to everything? Uh, It's more of a subtext because I personally don't feel that pride, at least as part of gay liberation is a huge like political standpoint or um, sort of a rise up and fight mentality. It's more, let's celebrate what we have. And then I think by that celebration and giving people that comfort, that comfort level, they can go back to their communities much more empowered um, with something they wouldn't normally have access to. Corey Castor is uh, one of the organizers for gay, gay liberation and Michael Dickinson, Barry is the vice president at Pride Northwest. Uh, Michael, you had a song recommendation for us to take a quick music break? Yeah, from one of our headliners from the festival last year that was really fantastic. It's a song called Dance the Night Away by Sky Strickler. Baby, we could dance all night in the rain. I'm talking about thunder clapping the beats Touch that phone, just tell me where you want to go. I could take you all around the world tonight. I 
This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm in the studio with Corey Castor, who's with Gay Liberation, and Michael Dickinson-Berry, who's Vice President at Pride Northwest. I want to talk more about dance and how dance and gay culture have changed. Um, I mean, are, are we talking from disco to electronica? Give me, give me some insights about how... Uh, can, can you talk about where dance culture is right now? Uh, well, I think it's going a lot of different directions. Uh, I mean, we uh, sort of have come out of that era where it was just the gay bars, at least in Portland, uh, where gay people can go out to all sorts of different venues. And I think there's 
I like that Portland has become much more diversified in what sort of dance people can appreciate because there's much different dance styles for the kind of music at, for instance, Barracuda versus Blow Pony versus Gay Liberation. Uh, we have always focused on something that typically doesn't come to Portland, which is more sort of that circuit party, really high energy, really uplifting, um, well-produced type music. And uh, that's really common in Seattle, LA, and that sort of thing. And it's been our theme throughout. And I think that's what's brought part of the success is a lot of people haven't heard that or they've only heard that when they've gone to events out of town. So uh, we bring in DJs that Portland has never seen. I don't think any of our DJs had ever done any events in Portland before we flew them in. Who are some of the DJs you're working with this year? Um, this year it is the Perry Twins. Um, they're an absolutely incredible, um, actually, twins from, I think they're from L.A. I have to double check that. Um, but yeah, so they're identical twins that have been DJs. And we always look for people that have been or are currently really hot in international events and that sort of thing to bring that to Portland. What And what, what do you feel like makes a good DJ? It's all about energy and reading the crowd. So there's some DJs that can come in and just sort of play their normal set. And we always look for DJs where I, I mean, selfishly, I personally enjoy their music. And it just has a really good feel for, or excuse me, really good music for what Portland, I think sort of to push them forward in that appreciation. And basically just well-produced. So that typically we're always looking for DJs that are producing a podcast, um, have that production capacity uh, versus the standard DJs. Um, are you a good dancer? I consider myself one. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I've always enjoyed. And I mean, that's one thing I can remember um, beyond pride going to the, the kitty club, as we called it years ago, and just dancing till they closed at two or three in the morning, uh, weekend after weekend. So yeah, it's something that I've always enjoyed. So I, I, I don't know why I find this interesting, but so you, you work for Farmers Insurance in your, your day job. Correct. Um, <laughs> Which is, is, seems like the exact opposite of producing a pride party. In, in some <laughs> ways. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, insurance, I mean, I think by, by its reputation is, you know, <laughs> buy the books and, and uh, uh, you know, not, not necessarily um, expressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think for me, it's... One, I sort of fell into running Gay Liberation just because we had started it as just sort of a smaller event and then realized that there was this big need and partner partnered with Pride Northwest to move that forward. And it as it's grown, it's really allowed me to explore a part of my creativity that I never would have imagined. Um, but how they are similar is that, I mean, running a business is a lot about marketing. And that's one of the things with running Gay Liberation is finding the good talent and that sort of thing to be there. And then also just marketing the event in general, which is my background. I have a marketing and management degree. So um, what about insuring the event? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are there, are, are there extra concerns for, for insurance of a dance party of this of this scale and, and character? Yeah, I mean, anytime there's any big event, there's the potential risks. There's alcohol flowing. So um, there's that inherent risk. But it's really easy to set up um, day of event insurance, which would be similar to like something that Pride Northwest would have for the weekend and that sort of thing. Um, that heaven forbid, if something were to happen, that there's protection there. Um, Michael Dickinson uh, Barry is the vice president of Pride Northwest. Uh, run us through some of the events, and um, Corey, then then give us a a plug for for your event. 
Uh, so that weekend we have uh, at Q Center earlier in the week there's a fun called Readings a Drag event where drag queens, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, are going to be reading books to kids. It's really fun. <laughs> but then the you know the the big events are are the parade on Sunday and then Sunday the 17th of June and the festival are the 16th and 17th where we've got a bunch of really amazing entertainers lined up. We've got some. Uh, we have David Hernandez from American Idol coming in this year. We have YouTube sensations Bria and Chrissy, lesbian duo. We have Pandora Box from RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race coming in. So a lot of really fun talent. And then for the first time, we have the Big Gay Boat Ride, which has been an event that's gone on for a number of years, has come on board as an official Pride Northwest weekend event. What, so what's what's awesome. the Big Gay Boat Ride? The Big Gay Boat Ride. <laughs> I mean, I, I have some images in my head. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably correct. <laughs> so they take the Portland spirit out, and they load it with a whole bunch of gay people and a handful of drag queens and just have a big old fun show and dance party, and it's a blast. I never get to go because I'm always chained to the festival. It makes me really sad because I wish <laughs> I could be out there on the water. <laughs> <laughs> I made it once, and it was incredible. It's a blast. <laughs> I'm usually absolutely. so exhausted by the time <laughs> Sunday afternoon comes around. Yeah, and they have their headliner on the boat this year is Ben de la Creme, who is a big breakout star from RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 2 that just happened. So it's going to be a fun time this year. And, and Corey, tell, tell us about uh, when, when, where for your event and um, make, make one of your marketing pitches for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our event is Saturday night from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Crystal Ballroom, which is 1332 West Burnside. I think everybody knows approximately where that is. And the headliners, again, to the Perry Twins that will be absolutely incredible. We're going to have a special appearance by uh, Sasha Scarlett, and then we'll have some aerial performers and still walkers and all sorts of immersive experiences as well. Corey Castor is with Gay Liberation and Michael Dickinson Berry is Vice President of Pride Northwest. Thank you both for making this such a, a fun and important weekend. And and we had a song that we wanted to go out and we have a, a, um, an out song as it were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Perry twins recently did a remix of This Is Me and here it is. Special thanks to Beneficial State Bank, which believes that banks should nourish our communities, not extract from them. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer and editor is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.
stranger to the dark Hide away, be safe Cause we don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, you say No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust